Yeet. Skeet on my feet. Ready Ooh. to do this podcast. Spit Heat. and straight fire, boys. Okay. All right. What were you going to tell me about? Um, no, we got an intro. Your airplane first paper. Thought. Intro. Hey, guys. I'm Callie. And I'm Allison. And you're listening to Boo. Gotcha. Hi. We got it right on the third try. about this airplane essay that you're writing okay buckle in boys because you're in for a wild ride so i gotta take a history class because you know film major that's what you have to do and so i was like okay a class about the history of aviation sure because when you think about it airplanes have only been around for like a hundred years and so that's not a lot of dates to remember i'm thinking you know eh, it'll be pretty simple our first essay, which is due on Friday that I've barely started, lol, is what made the first airplane. And so me, not like, there's a bunch of engineers in the class because they're always, you know, raising their hand and talking about engineer stuff. <laughs> of course. I was like, birds made the first airplane because when you think about it, people, <laughs> and there's even quotes about this, people looked to the sky, they looked to the birds, and that's what inspired the idea of flight. So my whole thing is like, if there weren't any birds or anything flying, then people wouldn't have thought about flying because they would have had nothing to look up to. So I like wrote out this whole eloquent first paragraph about birds. And then the next day in class, the teacher's like asking us, so guys, like who wants to volunteer and talk about what they picked like for their topic of the paper? And all these people are like, well, I think it was the Wright brothers or I think it was the French guy Dumont. And I'm just sitting here like, I wrote about birds. <laughs> and I got my paper back. I love that. And the teacher just wrote, interesting, dot, dot, dot. <gasps> and then just, like, make sure to use what you've learned in class. And I was like, oh, yeah, I promise no. I'll put some more science into this, but so that's my <laughs> good meme of the day. Yes. My meme of the day was realizing that I only have three more nights at home. Oh, that's... Oh, gosh. Uh, rip i'm gonna miss everybody and everything and i realized that i'm just not gonna be ready to go like overseas like but i just like, need to accept i'm not gonna feel ready Holland lives over there though i <gasps> see him oh my gosh what if he's already taken though but you could still point? see him <laughs> <laughs> just see him from afar is enough get a pick <laughs> give him a hug that'd be like the dream oh my gosh you. getting a pick and a hug with him would be the best Hey, Tom Holland, if you're listening, um... (laughs) (laughs) I think if I, like, saw him, I could act natural. Now, if I saw Sebastian Stan, (laughs) I would drop to the ground. It's game Game over, over. exactly. (laughs) See, that's me with Heath Ledger, but, like, may he rest in peace. I'm, like, forever heartbroken, because, like, as a film major, you know, thinking about if I ever did get into Hollywood meeting all these awesome people and it's like my biggest idol and like who inspires me to want to be an actor I can't ever Uh meet and it just kind of like makes me sad Uh uh-huh um where is he buried do you know I think I read that he's buried in Perth Australia because that's where he was born oh wow I want to say he was he was buried in his hometown which is like good that's always good isn't there a Heath Ledger museum in Australia yes but it closed 
oh, I want to do that oh. so bad, but it's like, I also can't just, like, drop that much money. It, flights are very <laughs> expensive, because I looked them up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, dang. I want to go to Australia, but, like, not for that long, because the spiders are, like, the size of your head there, oh, and I'm not. Please, no. Let's not even start on my fear of kangaroos. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> They're terrifying. <laughs> They hey, can, yeah, mm. they beat up humans, dude. I've seen exactly. boxing matches. But I feel like if you don't provoke it, like, it's not gonna, yeah. like, punch you in the head. Unless you're, like, <laughs> the only reason I would think is, like, if they have a baby, because, like, mother uh-huh. is super protective, and so if you just, like, try oh, to go yeah. up to it, you know? Don't touch my baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it most- It's probably Kangaroo Jack, that movie that really messed me up. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen that. And I would that. rewatch that movie over and over again. Is it a cartoon or is it a real kangaroo? It's real. Well, the kangaroos, I think, like, you know, CGI. It was the beginning oh, of CGI, okay. so. <laughs> there is this video I saw on YouTube. <laughs> it's hilarious. But it's also like, just don't bother the kangaroos. <laughs> this guy wanted to see if he could catch a kangaroo with his bare hands. <laughs> And so he chased it, and he was running, like, so fast to catch this kangaroo. <laughs> and the kangaroo was really nice to him, too. And he was nice to the kangaroo. But it was like, dude, just let it go. <laughs> this is why humans are so Me annoying. on the earth, <laughs> let them go. Let I will not go. rest. I will not die until all zoos are extinct. Like, my body <laughs> won't let me die. It'll be like, no. You gotta free them all right now. I'll be like, okay, fam. Like that's what I gotta do. <laughs> so I what kind of story you got for me? Can you send it to me? Oh, I haven't even opened that. <laughs> Let's prepare that. Um, what's your emergency? This is the title of Allison's story that I'm very excited to read because I feel like it's going to be like a 911 operator call or something like that. It is, is related it? to that. Good. So, okay. Sounds good. Let's get into Alrighty. it. I will click. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get into it. <laughs> I walk quickly down the sidewalk. The feeling of impending doom lurks within me, but I ignore it and push it on and Alright, we're just gonna start from the top. One, two, three, four. I walk quickly down the sidewalk. The feeling of impending doom lurks within me, but I ignore it and push on. I'm almost there. Once I get inside, I'll be safe. But right now, I'm vulnerable, out in the open. A rustle in a nearby bush nearly makes me jump. I can see the apartment complex up ahead now. I just need to get there. The closer I get, the less nervous I feel. I wipe my sweaty palms on my jeans and quicken my pace. I hurry through the parking lot. I make my way hastily up the steps to the apartment. I fumble with the lock but manage to unlock the door. I quickly slip inside, shutting the door behind me. My heart pounds in my chest as I rest against the door. (sighs) It's dark, but I'm too scared to turn on any lights, so I stumble over to the couch and sit, attempting to calm down. I take long... Deep breaths and slowly begin to relax. Tick, tick, tick. I glance up at the wall. A clock hangs, laminated by a streets-like glare through the window. The time reads 1.45 a.m. It's late. I should be in bed. I've got a long day of work ahead of me tomorrow. I work as an emergency operator at the, call- at the police station. Mm-hmm. I answer 911 calls all day, which can get pretty boring 
but I get to wear one of those cool phone headsets, so that's a bonus. My dream job was to be a police officer, but I have this condition that prevents me from having a high-stress job. I have flare-ups, which can keep me in bed for as long as weeks. For as- oh my goodness. Which can keep me in bed for as long as a week. So unfortunately, there won't be any badge with Detective Anderson written on it. That's my name, by the way. Julia Anderson. A 27-year-old who lives alone and doesn't have many friends. But that's not important. Okay, time to focus. I go to stand up and hear a floorboard creak. My heart stops and I freeze at the sound. I swear I can hear movement in the other room. And I continue to stand, not knowing what to do. I stay in that spot for what seems to be an eternity, listening to the prolonged silence, before I relax. I've already been on edge the entire night, so I must be imagining things. I go to walk down the hall, and that's when I see him, standing at the end of the hallway. It's one of the officers from work, Timothy Francis. I almost didn't recognize him without his uniform on. Alarmed, I backtrack and hide behind the couch I was previously sitting on. I start to panic. I can feel sweat beads traveling slowly down my face. I hear footsteps come down the hall toward me. Step, step, step. I have to put a hand over my, my I have to put a hand over my mouth to quiet my breathing. Oh my gosh, this is just like so intense. I like can't. <laughs> I keep like going over myself. I'm like, oh my god, I just want to read it quickly. <laughs> I slowly push my head forward just enough to see around the arm of the couch, and then he emerges. He's a scary looking dude, six foot four, a sheer wall of muscle, and a face that never smiles. I'm terrified. What if he sees me? He can't see me, or it's all over. I watch silently as he walks over to the lamp and turns it on. I pull my head behind the couch as light floods the room. I'm anxious to get the hell out of here, but I know if I move now, he'll hear me. I hear him sit down. The chair across from the couch emits a slight squeak when he puts his full weight into it. But I know if I move now, he'll see me. But he might also hear you, too. But he also has eyes. Okay. okay. Continue. <laughs> then I hear the sound of a lighter striking, and not long after, the smell of smoke chokes the air. While he legit is just sitting down to have himself with smoke. <laughs> my eyes water, and my lungs <laughs> threaten to give me away. But I'm able to stifle my choking coughs. It remains like that for a while, and just as I fear I'll be caught, the squeaking of the chair is heard once more, and the room is suddenly pitch black as the light is turned off. I hear his footsteps back down the hallway. I wait. I have to make sure he won't catch me. I fear for my life. Finally, after a couple of minutes, I gather the courage courage to slowly get back up. He didn't catch me, which means I'm safe, for now. I make my way out from behind the couch and feel the tension in my muscles relax, and then I hear it. A burly voice comes from down the hallway. It's him. He's caught me. He shouts, Hey, hey what, what the, the hell, hell are you doing, doing in my apartment? <laughs> Not bad. Without hesitation, I whirl around, pull the gun I had concealed from its place in my waistband, and fire off three shots into his chest. The silence around the gun does its job, as the only sound is heard as the thud of Officer Timothy Francis hits the ground. I watch with satisfaction as his blood begins to slowly pour out from his body. I walk over to the body, careful not to contaminate any of his DNA. Victim is an adult... Wait. Yeah, that's you. Okay. You're talking to him. Victim is an adult male. Looks like a homicide. Three shots to the chest, which I assume is the COD, but the coroner will have to confirm. As I squat down to observe the body closer, I hear a groan. I watch him slowly lift his head to look straight at me. Recognition fills his glazed eyes... And as his life slowly leaves his body, he manages to ask a final question. Julia. Julia, why? 
I give him a grin. If you can't join him, kill him. The next day. I walk into work and go to sit at my desk. As I start to fill out paperwork, I glance at the TV over in the break room. I can't make out any audio, but the screen states, Cop killer strikes again. And a picture of Officer Timothy Francis appears on screen. I can hear officers frantically working on the cop killer case. An officer comes up to my desk. I read the name on the badge as Officer Brian Johnson. He hands me a manila folder to file away. (laughs) You know, I saw manila folder coming up, and I wanted to so badly be able to say that all at once, but I still managed to mess it up. (laughs) He hands me a manila folder to file away, and as I do so, he makes conversation. He says, It's crazy, you know, this whole cop killer thing. Not gonna lie, it's kind of got me freaked out. It's just terrible that all these officers are getting killed, huh? Before I turn around, I contort my face into a frown and manage to bring a tear to my eye. I turn around and say, exactly, it's so wrong. It just makes me so upset. Brian's face falls as he sees how upset I am. Hey, it's okay, Julia. I mean, this guy is only targeting cops and you're not a cop, so you're safe. He wraps his knuckles on top of my desk before walking away. As soon as he turns away, I frown. He just had to remind me once again that I wasn't a police officer. I guess I frowned twice. I was already frowning, but I frowned hard. You're double frowning now. You're, like, hardcore (laughs) sad. I guess it goes from, like, the fake crying frown to, like, anger frown. So you're really, like, like, yeah, off frown. Yeah. It looks like I just found my next victim. My expression turns into a smile, and I pick up my... Oh, and pick up my Officer Julia Anderson desk nameplate I made for myself. I gaze longingly at it, before placing it back on my desk and adjusting it so it's perfectly in line with my desk. The phone rings and I answer. 911, what's your emergency? Dun dun. What? Okay, so before I get into this, do you guys know what a desk nameplate is? Like, you know, like the principal will have one that says, like, principal. Yeah, Like the yeah. little brass thing. Okay, I just want to make sure because I didn't really know the name for it. So. Yeah, no. The whole idea behind this story was I want you to think in the beginning that she's the victim. Okay. And so, you know, I made sure to use in the beginning. Um, I can see the apartment complex up ahead now. I make my way to the steps to the apartment, not my apartment. So it's okay, little things true. like that. I fumble with the lock but manage to unlock the door. She picked the lock. She didn't use yeah. her key. She fumbled with it. And so you're thinking that this police guy is in her house. And he's yeah. the one. She's the victim. And so my whole thing was I wanted it to you to think that she's the victim and then it switches. So okay. in the beginning, you get the backstory. And... Side note, this is kind of based on me. I wanted to be a police officer, but I have UC, and I have flare-ups, and so I can't have a high-stress job. Backstory, I guess. Here's my whole medical history. Um, hello. Yeah, when I read that, I literally <laughs> wanted to start crying because I knew that was literally you, and I was like, oh, my God, and you're so, going to make me sob. <laughs> she wanted to be a police officer. She can't. And so she decided to be a 911 operator. It's the next best thing to her. But she's upset, Mm -hmm. and so she kills cops because she has this anger built up towards them. Uh And when she killed him, 
you know, she went into the whole victim is an adult male. She, in her mind, yeah. almost has this persona of a cop. She's so obsessed she with wanting She wasn't really saying that to anyone. She was so oh. obsessed with wanting to be a cop <gasps> that she was literally saying that to no one, to his dying body. I didn't realize that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she's killing these people so she can say, oh, okay, I'm going to pretend to be a cop. And I'm, you know, victim is an adult male. Looks like a homicide. And, you know, Dang. she's talking to no one. Uh-huh. And so, and I think partially, too, the reason she works there is so she has that kind of in. She can kind of yeah. watch the case, see the updates, have an in. It's kind of like Dexter. But then, Not as you can see. really, but kind of. The conversation with her and Brian that no one suspects her, you know? Uh She goes into this whole, oh, it's so terrible. And also kind of, you know, a little bit of a, you know, people don't think women can be killers thing (laughs) kind of going on. Because, you know, she starts crying and he's automatically like, oh, no, woman crying. And, you know, some (laughs) men are like that. Most men are like that. Uh Which, sorry, no offense to men, just like... I know a lot of men that I deal with, when I cry, it's all of a sudden they're like, warning, 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 sign goes off, and they kind of get freaked out not knowing what to do. (laughs) You got on a real tangent there. I did, I'm so sorry. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that was my story. And fun fact, um, I'm taking a class here where I get to direct my own short film, and it's actually going to be based off of this idea. The whole idea of you think that the person at the beginning is the victim and that some someone's in her home and she's getting attacked and then all of a sudden, you know, it flips the switch and so uh-huh. yeah. Stay tuned for that. Nice. I'll be posting that. Uh, that'll be spring semester. That'll Sweet. be in a while, but yeah. That's the story, <laughs> boys. So we got Crime City Baby now. Oh, yeah. An Australian edition of the police scanner by the victorian police it's on their twitter account um and i also like to mention that they put a ton of missing person like cases on their twitter like most of it was just missing persons which is kind of like scary to think that in australia there's just like a ton of missing people (laughs) all the time i mean there is everywhere but it was just like it was very prevalent in that area Hmm. anyways and a lighthearted note here's a few (laughs) you know humorous i would say um, tweets. <laughs> so do you want to start or? You can go ahead. Oh, okay. start. So our first tweet. Um, so these are all from the, vi- oh, that's not the tweet. Hold on. Oh, hold on one second. My dog is snoring again. Okay, sorry. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> Let's get started. Um, so this first one we have is two youths. I, that word is so hard to pronounce. And I always just think of New Girl because Schmidt says youths and he calls yeah. kids youths and it just cracks me up. So I just want to be the like, youth. the youths. He does say that. Ah, the <laughs> youths. Okay, anyway. Um, two youths jumped into a dumpster to allegedly hide from security at a shopping center. I mean, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Keep going. Oh, I do the whole thing? Yeah, there's more to it. That one's not oh. done. <laughs> I, I'm just not realizing the dashes are... Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, it, don't worry. It continues. A truck collected rubbish from the dumpster, plus the 11 and 14-year-olds, shortly after. Its next stop was, ironically, Broad Meadows Police Station. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those four... Like, those kids, okay, they were, like... <laughs> 
why were they? I don't know why they were hiding from security. They might Probably have stolen stole something, something, you know. Yeah. But that'd be terrifying to be in a dumpster. That was okay, like, that also be super fun. But <laughs> I also love the full circle of that story. Uh huh. That's amazing. Okay, so this next one is like there's just one little pun in it that this this whoever put. I love when they says puns. um. A driver had two tires spiked during a car chase with police around Western Melbourne. See how bad it wheelie was tonight <laughs> on Highway Patrol at 7.30 p.m. on Channel 7. It's just the wheelie. I was like, these people wheelie get a kick out of their little puns. <laughs> I also love how they're, like, plugging their channel. It's like, okay, so these two guys die, but tune in next week on Highway Patrol. they want their viewers to come back (laughs) for more oh my gosh that's awesome okay so (laughs) next one the writer of this black 2006 suzuki gs xr 600 motorcycle (laughs) wow was stopped at eagle point in east gippsland after allegedly traveling 199 kilometers per hour in a 100 kilometer per hour zone and then in all caps, not sure if this is part of the tweet or Cali, but... No, this was me. Okay, yeah. That's 123 miles per hour in all caps. Uh, that is very They were doing it on a motorcycle, 123, and to me, that's just like... That's asking for terrifying. <laughs> that's... It is. That's just dangerous. That's not... That's not even fun. The wind isn't in your hair. The wind is, like, whipping you in the face. The wind is pulling your hair out. You're losing chunks of hair. It's getting ripped out of your scalp. (laughs) Okay, I love this next one. Rocky, a Victorian police dog, proves yet again he's the goodest boy. Police arrested the alleged driver of a crashed stolen car after Rocky located him hiding in a nearby paddock in the Nickelham. (laughs) Oh, and I also said, and to add to that, another tweet was posted that said, all four people who were arrested this morning in Greenvale, with the assistance of Airwing, Dog Squad, and Rocky the Police Dog, have now been charged. What is this, Paw Patrol? So I don't know if, like, uh, yeah, it's like literally Paw Patrol. They said Airwing, Dog Squad, and Rocky. (laughs) I was like, what is this band of dogs? He leaves on Rocky and gives him, like, a paw-shaped walkie-talkie and it's like calling the other good boys and he's like (laughs) the other good boys like we're gonna need more good boys call them up so this last one is a tweet of something that happened and then what was really what was like just funny is what was in the the comments i like went to the comments on it Okay. So, yeah. so check it out. The tweet is: Police are appealing for public assistance after a pair of lambs were stolen from a farming property in Strathmerton sometime between Friday the sixteenth and Saturday seventeenth of August. And one of the comments was: It would be some vegan scum for sure, making a better life for the two sheep. Best bet: Go look at Brunswick. Some vegan dole bludger will be walking it down Sydney Road. <laughs> What kind of Australian <laughs> cursing is this? Dole bludgers? Yes. I don't know if they're like really, really bad words in Australia. Oh, sorry or if not. I'm like extremely. I mean, we don't have any Australian listeners, but. Um, not yet. <laughs> sorry, should I bleep this out? <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> this person went hard in the comments about the lambs. 
That's funny. But it was like she was mad that vegans were taking them, but also <laughs> she they were saving the lambs probably. So it was like she wasn't upset, but she was also just like, duh. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, this has been Crime City, baby. Explosion. So, we have a story called Shimmer of Death. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Here I'm we go. excited for you to read this one. I put a lot into this story. A lot of background research. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the clapping of water against black wood mimicked the ancient sound of winds hitting Cerulean's house. The noise that would awaken in the night, causing him to run to his mother's safety, now raises his heartbeat as he braces against the waves hitting the Thames. Is that how you pronounce that? Thames? Uh, Thames. Thames. Oh, wow. Thames. So sorry. Yeah, it's like, no, it's Thames. Oh, it's, it's Thames. Thames. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not fine. Thames. It's I just, Thames. What's geography? <laughs> okay. Hitting the Thames. The Thames was Cerulean's third home. With a new crew, captain, and ship, he ventured, oh, Cerulean a boy? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, I assumed. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> You assumed gender? I'm sorry. <laughs> He ventured deeper into the Atlantic Ocean, just off the coast of South Africa. The ship resembling the black gleaming feathers of crows, a sight that Cerulean actually missed, sailed on rumors of loots and victories. One ha- Okay, my nose just like congested <laughs> out of nowhere. Give me one second. Okay. Has that ever happened to you where like you're talking and you could feel air like going into your nose and like clogging it? Yeah. That's like the weirdest feeling ever, and I felt like I couldn't talk. Okay, let's go back. The ship resembling the black gleaming feathers of crows, a sight that Cerulean actually missed, sailed on rumors of loots and victories one had to witness himself. Cerulean remembers the day he first ran into his now captain, but that thought was interrupted by someone kicking his boot. His eyes shot open. Come on, boy. The twisted voice of Erwin, their old head gunner, croaked. Caps fear and wester winds. Okay, thanks. Cerulean slowly got up, feeling his back crack all over. Mood. He pushed his black <laughs> hair out of his eyes and began his way up the steps leading to the deck. Every time I Is this that, a Wattpad story? I literally was just about to say the Wattpad. He pushed his, his thick, curly black hair out of his green, piercing forest eyes. <laughs> As he reached the top, he was suddenly thrown to the ground and doused with ocean water. Oh, hold on. I do want to say real quick, um, that movie In the Heart of the Sea with Tom Holland. <laughs> None of you ever seen it? I have not. Okay, well, you need to watch it because it's really good. And Tom Holland is in it. But this is kind of based off, like, the idea of that movie of, like, the ship and the sea and, like, the 1800s. Gotta love it. So, I mean, yeah. my favorite book series, Bloody Jack, y'all should read it. Is that yes. 1800? It's my fave. It, it, um, f- um, historical fiction. I couldn't remember that. <laughs> Which is a, actually a very interesting genre because it's real. Like there are real events in the book, like the Battle of um, Trafalgar. The hi, Edgar Allison here. I was very close. It's the Battle of Trafalgar. But that's what I was talking about. 
in case my pronunciation was so bad that you couldn't understand what I was saying. Thank you. The whole ship, like Britain and America and French, that whole battle is mm-hmm. in it. And so it's kind of like you're getting a cool. history lesson, but in a fun way. Because I, like, hate history. Mm. But I love <laughs> those books. And I love learning about, like, the old ships and stuff. So, wow, we're on a tangent. Let's get back to the story. So, <laughs> Cerulean remembers the day he first ran into his now captain. But that, oh, wow, that's not where I need to be. <laughs> As he reached the top, he was suddenly thrown to the ground and doused with ocean water. Shoot! Cerulean shouted as he landed, hard on his side. He looked up to see a wave crash over the rails of the ship. The water showered him again, leaving his eyes stinging and his hair slumped in front of his face again. He pushed it back and began to rise to his feet, but his captain, Winterong, grabbed him by his shirt and threw him to his feet. Straighten yourself out, boy! We got the Westerlies hitting us! Winterong smirked a handsome smile, his young, boisterous self constantly ready for adversary. Whether that be another ship or Mother Nature herself, he was ready. Yes, yes, sorry, Captain. Cerulean ran to lower the deck, bracing himself for the stress of long hours navigating the westerlies. He took a minute to lean on the railing along the lower deck, watching as the sun crept from behind the waves, bringing the world to dawn. Just before he was about to leave the foggy gray morning befolding before him, Cerulean saw a glimmer of silver and blue in the water. It sparkled, a long line of something shimmering that swept around in a circle and then under the boat. Wonder what that is. <laughs> he ran to the other side, leaning as far over the boat as he could. There it was, a mermaid. I got a special power that oh I'm not gosh. afraid to use. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she was beautiful, her features smooth and celestial. Her skin appeared to glow, but just as soon as she had popped out of the water, she went back under. Wait, Cerulean shouted to her. (laughs) No one else was on the lower deck to witness what he just saw. He continued to lean as far over as he could. Suddenly, the mermaid leapt from the water. Her face rose to his, and she grabbed both his arms, pulling him overboard. Oh, no. Cerulean crashed into the water with the goddess-like creature. She stared at him after the bubble settled. Cerulean felt he was in a trance when he remembered oxygen, unlike this mystical being. He rose for air, gasping <laughs> as he reached the surface. But she, as... But she... But soon. But, <laughs> but soon as yes. he got deep... But soon as he got a deep breath, she pulled him back under... <laughs> Only this time, she had her hand firmly grasped in his as she pulled him deeper and deeper. Even if Cerulean had wanted to fight her off, there was no point. She had pulled him almost 60 feet under in less than five seconds. Her long mono fin. <laughs> Do birds have mono fins? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called when it's just <laughs> one fin. <laughs> but doesn't she have two at the end because they like go out like that? That's a mono fin. Oh. oh, okay. We use them sometimes in swimming, like, to help our butterfly. Oh, two would be, like... Two would be separated, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Her long... <coughs> Her... <coughs> I don't know what's wrong with my throat. I've been sick, like, this whole, like, past week. It's been... You've been, been dying for the past, like... <laughs> but for some reason, the story's got me all choked up. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Her long monofin <laughs> propelled them further down, pitch black, swallowing them whole. All that was left to see was her glowing skin. 
Slowly, she slowed down. Ooh, double slow, and brought them to a stop. She looked at him and made a sort of O shape with her mouth. Oh. Mm-hmm. She blew air out and a bubble formed, floating towards Cerulean. Pushing his face through the bubble, he was able to take another large deep breath. So he's not going to die. She turned away yeah. and pointed I onward. almost forgot when I was writing the story. I was like, yeah, and he was under there for like 50 minutes, so he was fine. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> That same shimmering light began to appear all in front of him. No less than 40 mer people began to glow, making themselves visible while also illuminating the ocean floor. This sounds like a Disney Channel commercial. You get 40 mer people begin to glow in your bathtub. Just pay $19.99 plus $9.99 shipping and handling. <laughs> Cerulean was terrified. The wide open ocean floor lay below him. He wanted to curl into a ball and squeeze his eyes shut, but he couldn't. The mer people were all pointing at something on the ground. <gasps> it was his <laughs> ship! Or what was left of it. The whole front bow was crushed and a large crack had split right down the middle. His ship lay in two. The girl swam him over to the farther half of the boat. And what he saw sent his heart racing. Do, 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 if it do, wasn't do, already. Do, 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 Gosh. It was himself floating with. <laughs> You're literally like, it was myself. You're so high. <laughs> okay, where was I? It wasn't. Wait. It was himself. Floating by the by dock. He was caught in some <laughs> rope. He was lifeless. A large gash across his face. Cerulean turned to the girl and she blew another bubble before pointing up. In a smooth, <laughs> heavenly voice, she said one word. Let me try to be heavenly for once. <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> and just as soon as she had said the word, she grasped his hand and shot them up through the water. They were going so fast he had to close his eyes. Well, why would you she- have your eyes open underwater anyway? Uh, I guess he's looking at the wrong people. That would hurt, like, the soul. Yeah, That'd that be, like, was stinging. one little thing that I was like, mm, don't really think you could do this for that long because okay. it eventually hurt so bad. I mean, but, some yeah. people do it in chlorine. I did it before, but then it just makes your eyes super red. But, I mean, he could have done yeah. it. And shot them up through the water. Oh, wait, I heard that. Suddenly, he felt the cold air, heard splashing, and opened his eyes. He was back on the deck, still leaning over the tail. Wait. Over the rail. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, but there's a mermaid on the boat. <laughs> his hair was damp as usual, but his clothes were dry. Without any other thought, he ran to the upper deck. Turn the ship. Turn the ship. He shouted as he ran to the captain. There's rocks ahead. Turn the ship now. Oh, it's me. The captain laughed. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Boy, you think I don't know my own course? Oh, Quit with Lord. your silly objections. We will continue straight onward. Famous last words on my right. Stupid hoe. Cerulean, oh, Cerulean never thought in his day that he would do what happened next. He leapt <laughs> up the stairs, punched the helmsman square in the jaw, and kicked him in the nuts. Push. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. Okay. Pushing him aside, and with all his might, yanked the steering to the left. About five men jumped to action, ready to grab Cerulean. But the captain shouted, Stop! Let the boy have his fun. 
Let's see if he's right. So Rulian continued (laughs) holding the steering left, and not moments later, in the dark, misty dawn, a towering black dagger-shaped rock scraped across their right shoulder. Cerulean looked back at the captain, his face in shock at the path he had his men on. The captain walked to the boy, grabbed the wheel, and with a reassuring smile said, I've got it from here, boy. Thank you. Cerulean, astounded by his words and unable to believe the lives he just saved, staggered backwards, sitting himself down against the dock. Oh, what were those people? Was it real, or did he just imagine it all and got, get lucky? <laughs> he's like, he's just sitting there, was that real? Or did I just imagine it and get lucky? <laughs> Your face. Oh, too bad this is a podcast and not a YouTube channel. <laughs> just as these thoughts were running through his head, a bright shimmering light flowed from beneath the boat. The shimmer was huge now, about the size of a whale. It flowed from under the boat and in front, following straight along the path they were on, showing the way clear of rocks. Thank you, Cerulean whispered, knowing he would never forget that glimpse of death. Boom, boom, Nice. And that has been Shimmer of Death. I literally meant to title it Glimpse of Death. Because at the end it says Glimpse of Death. <laughs> the last minute I was like, wait, Close I don't have a title. The title was just These Boots Are Made for Walking. Because this story was not what it turned out oh. to be. <laughs> Loved it because I love mermaids. I wanted to yeah. be a mermaid like every other eight year old girl probably on the planet. It was my dream. We all secretly really thought we were. Dude, you could, we could be mermaids. I, I saw this thing. There's, like, a mermaid show, and these girls, like, You'd, yeah. they put on the tails and go underwater, and I'm just like, dang, I'm trying to be that. <laughs> what fun. Okay, what other segment you got for us? Oh, do you not want to talk about your story? I mean, oh. I guess it was self-explanatory. Like, it was, it like... It was rather... Okay. Mermaid show. This was a rather straightforward story. I actually... The first, like, paragraph... So, this story I started writing, like, a year ago, basically. So, that first paragraph is from a year ago. And it was, like, this really long, thought-out, like, book I was going to write. Because I freaking love writing, obviously. But um, I never took this one anywhere. But um, I had this whole, like, background, like, um, research that I did on, like, ships and where they would sail in, like, the 1800s and, like keywords to use and just some kind of basic stuff like that but I learned a lot and so I came up with this story about maybe how mermaids were first like discovered I know they're not real okay but what one can imagine (laughs) (laughs) but I would imagine this would be a cool first sighting of what they thought were mermaids yeah I like it when in reality Cerulean was really just on drugs and he fell into the water and saw like jellyfish (laughs) Yeah, and he imagined it, but he turned out to actually be right, and so it was just a lucky ecstasy trip. For some reason, <laughs> when I read that, immediately uh-huh. the song, We're Up All Night to Get Lucky, like, popped in my head. <laughs> I was like, that's not... I also like how you kind of... Because there's always this 
whole mm-hmm. thing about like the mystery of mermaids, you know? And I kind of like yeah. how you didn't really go. Like you weren't like, oh, and the mermaid with her blue. Like you didn't like. They were mysterious. Yeah. You kept them mysterious. And like yeah, I found myself reading it. I was like, I want to know more, but like. I also don't because it's like they're so mysterious mm-hmm. and I'm the fact that I'm not learning more frustrates me but it's like in a good way I knew like because mermaids there's so many different ways that they can look you know they can look elfish or they can look yeah. more celestial kind of Disney princess and then there's that like kind of sirens face. too which or, are like mermaids yeah. but more scary killer more witch looking yeah. yeah and so I thought to myself I was like I could go on describing what I think the mermaid looks like or I could just give a kind of like you know highlight yeah. of what matters for Cerulean and, then the and let the viewers can... the listeners yeah 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 good combo <laughs> dang <laughs> alright yeah that's okay We out here with a new segment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so this segment is called Tricky Tennis Themes. And I have no idea if this is going to be good. This is um, <laughs> a, an improv thing that I came up with. And basically, Kelly and I are going to write a mini spooky song right now. Neither of us have thought about this or written anything down. That kind of stresses <laughs> me out, but it's fine. So we're going to try it, and then in post, I will add music, and it's supposed to be a funny song, but... And now I just have J.G. Wentworth stuck in my head. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen, so let's let's do this. Let's get on to it. So, Callie, you'll start. Let's just All right. go. All right, here we go. Pumpkin. Wait, are we not going to sing? Pumpkin. Again. Boys always eat cider when they're going <laughs> to the store. Alright, there's our jingle. <laughs> so this is a jingle for the pumpkin pie shop called It's All Pumpkin. And and we just made it up for them because they need a they need a so what's it called? We're trying to get the boys to get their pumpkin pie or cider My pie. My pumpkin pie brings the or boys their to the cider yard and they're like, it's Halloween. Okay, so <laughs> here is now our jingle. Enjoy. Pumpkin boys always eat cider when they're. So there you have it. I don't know. I'm just saying this right now. I have no idea if that was good or not. So we'll see later if we're going to do that again or not. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Charlotte Air. <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to get your sickness. Through the phone. <laughs> I don't know what is up. I've been coughing like all day. I haven't even. So because you've been up since like seven, haven't ate. Hey, I slept until nine thirty. So oh, I got to sleep in today. I was really happy. Nice. It's like almost midnight, guys. I only have this room checked out for five more minutes. So we gotta get this outro done. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has this room checked out after me, but if someone comes back and I want to. They about ready. to kick you out. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so that was episode three, y'all. Um, 
It's the end Hope of September when you hear this, so, so yeah. get ready for spooky month. This next episode's going to be, you know, in October, and it's going to be triple the spook. Take whatever spook we've had and multiply it by three, and that's what the next episode's going to be. Spitting straight fire. I already got, like, rhymes. I got Halloween oh, stickers up on my window. I'm already. Oh, I love Halloween. It's Halloween time. I'm getting ready to get my Joker costume out the closet because you know I have it. Yes. Disclaimer, I'm the Joker like every year of Halloween because Heath Ledger's Joker is the goat. <laughs> also, I've said disclaimer like 20 times in this episode and that's a new thing to add to my notes of quit saying that like every five no, seconds. No, it's like your thing because I'm always like, let's get into it and you're always like, disclaimer. <laughs> Even when it's not a disclaimer. But yeah, um, have a P.S. good night and make sure the dredges don't get you because they're going to be getting me the night. What was it? Dredges, right? That creepy... Dredges in the last episode? Yeah. Oh, that was the last episode? Wow, I have no concept of time. Maybe because we recorded two episodes in a row, but it's fine. (laughs) We're doing two two a day. Two Uh, at a time. What is that? Two a day, yeah. Check out our website, www.boo-gotcha-podcast.weebly.com. You can access all of our social media from there and all the podcasts as well on major podcasting platforms such as Apple, Google, and Spotify, as well as a bunch more. Links are all on the website. Go to the website. But I'm assuming if you're here, you found the website and you found this. So it's kind of redundant. Yes. LOL. Go check it all out. Leave likes, comments, anything you want. Tell us what you want and we'll give it to you pretty much. Unless it's weird, then we won't. But we mostly (laughs) probably will. We want to make content that you want to hear. Yes. Tell us what you want. On our website, there's a contact (laughs) page and if you click on it you can email us you can type a comment leave your email and it'll shoot straight to us shoot to us it'll come to us and oh shoot straight to us if you want um, shit it out in the stars let us know in the in oh, that comment if you want us to shout if you want us to shout you out on the podcast we will if you want to stay anonymous that's cool too whatever you want but yeah <laughs> um my phone says 20 percent battery so i think it's time all right i think that's a good night yeah (laughs) you have been listening to boo gotcha stay spooky